program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Yeah, baby! <laughs> What's the big brew? <laughs> Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. I'm your host, the Chancellor. Oh, yeah, you're Pastor Marcus Sill. We are joined here today in the Student Union with Cantor Kevin Hildebrand from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. How are you doing today, Kevin? Hi, Marcus. Doing well. Thanks. It is great to have you on the show. You know, you are the first Cantor to ever be on the Student Union. That is a distinction I'm sure that you and your mom can be proud of. <laughs> yeah, and indeed I am. I, uh, this will be, and this will be the best canter interview you've had concurrently it will also be the worst <laughs> well thank you for joining us today and uh, had decided to have ask uh, canter hildebrand to be on the program today everyone because he had uh touched base with me about a really kind of an exciting new opportunity with the 2017 500th anniversary of the reformation that they are putting on at the seminary in fort wayne um why don't you uh, just give a little bit of a couple minutes. Uh, tell us, what is it that you're doing this summer that relates to college students? Yeah, we are taking uh, the last weekend in June, uh, June 23rd through 25th, we're calling this weekend Bach in Fort Wayne. And what this is, is uh, that Sunday is uh, one of the opportunities for us in the church to uh, have another way of observing the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Of course, June 25th is, uh, in the church calendar, the uh, presentation of the Augsburg Confession. And we're using that opportunity to, um, uh, to learn a Bach cantata to, uh, to present that, that weekend. And so what, what we're, we're proposing and, uh, and uh, making public is this opportunity for, for college-age singers ages 18 through 25 to uh, submit a, an audio or video audition to us to be in a choir, to, to sing and present that, that cantata, and uh, sort of inspired by Johann Sebastian Bach and, and his work when he was cantor in Leipzig, they would often present the, the cantata uh, on a Sunday in the morning at, at one of the churches and then in the afternoon at the other church a few blocks away. Hmm. And so we're going to modify that a little bit, and uh, we're going to, to sing it at one of our downtown churches for the early service. We're going to see an Emmanuel Lutheran, and it's a newly renovated sanctuary for mm. their 150th anniversary. It is a oh, cool. stunningly beautiful Wonderful. sanctuary. Very, very well done. Um, and uh, then we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll probably drive, not walk, uh, over to St. Paul's, my church, uh, sort of the, the, one of the mother churches of the Missouri Synod, um, to sing for the, the late morning service. And uh, we'll bring our professional orchestra along with us and, uh, and have that, that music be part of the divine service of, uh, of the morning services there at those two congregations. And so that whole weekend we'll spend rehearsing and preparing uh, the music, and we'll also have uh, some sessions uh, to teach and learn about the Augsburg Confession while we're here on our campus 
uh, what a better place to, to learn about who we are as Lutherans and what, what the Oxford Confession says about what we believe. Um, my colleague, Dr. Paul Grimm, is going to be uh, teaching some, some of those uh, courses on the Oxford Confession. Uh, and so it'll just be a really unique and enjoyable weekend of, uh, of confessing the faith, uh, both through this, you know, the Lutheran confessions themselves and uh, through Bach's music. Well, this is just fantastic, and, and maybe at the end of the show here, we'll uh, we'll pitch all the, the the website and tell where people yeah. can get some more information. But uh, what's the genesis of this idea? I mean, obviously, it's the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, and and you know, I just have to say kudos to you for for doing something around the presentation of the Augsburg Confession. Um, you yeah. know, that is such a, in my for my you know, I'm I'm still I'll just say it. I might get fired for this, but I always I was always bummed that it got demoted to a commemoration from a festival in the in the Lutheran service book. Oh. But the, I've always <laughs> thought <laughs> I've always thought that it deserved to be highlighted as much as possible. Um, and this, and I'm sure. really tickled that you guys are highlighting this. And obviously, it's a chance for you to do something in the summer, I suppose, and kind of extend yeah. the the uh, the jubilee as it were out a little bit, right? Right. Well, I th- one of the, um, the the resources that, that the Senate even has for several times during this 2017 year to to take an opportunity to commemorate the Reformation is is that that Sunday itself. Um, for instance, coming up uh, in a, a couple Sundays on February 19th, um, we have got uh, that's, uh, right around Luther's death. Sure. Uh, so, uh, so our our church and other churches are are using that as another opportunity to. You know, uh, tie into this uh, commemoration, and so uh, a number of our churches uh, were, were taking that opportunity this this June twenty fifth, and fortuitously, it, it was on a it is on a Sunday uh, to, to take that opportunity to to um, uh, you know use that as, as part of the divine service in in the, the congregations, um, and we're always looking for for ways to invite and encourage people, especially. You know, college-age students, especially they haven't already spent time on our campus, to to come and and uh, and spend some time on our campus and and learn uh, and and study, and in this situation also sing uh, while they're they're studying and uh, and just absorb uh, this uh, this wonderful uh, place and to have a reason to do so. Um, you know, we we were happy to, to to provide that, and we thought well, this. This could be a very practical way of of, of making this, you know, to, to say, well, you know, what's this, the significance of the Augsburg Confession? You know, say, well, this is who we are. Um, uh, there's there's a lot more that, that can and will be said about that. But then, well, we know that, for instance, in, in Bach's Leipzig, they, um, th- that, that uh, presentation of Augsburg Confession, that was a, a, a big uh, commemoration, especially in the anniversary years, uh, that they they did in in the city of Leipzig, you know, with, with the, the University of Leipzig uh, at that time was was sort of one of the the stalwarts of Lutheran orthodoxy, um, and uh, and it was a, a big deal, and uh, so this music in the churches in in box churches was was a, a, a high point of of those observances too. So he said, well, why don't we we also um, see what what we could do for for observing it here in the summer. You know, a lot of the summer, it, um, sometimes uh, uh, big music events take a back seat uh, with, uh, with church choirs and, and church sure. music 
uh, uh, instrumentalists and, and players. Uh, but we said, we're going to take this opportunity. We've, we have some, even some uh, uh, designated funds here at the seminary that we can make this happen. And, uh, and, and really, um, I don't know, another opportunity to, to say, this is who we are. This is what we value. And, uh, and to make this, you know, it, it, a, 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 very, a very historic uh, time in this 500th anniversary year. So we're happy to do it. Well, this is just great. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, not all of our listeners, you know, people, everybody's heard of J.S. Bach. Everybody has heard yeah. much of the music. Um, tell us a little bit about him, his life and his work. Just, just a little bit of yeah. background here. Sure. Well, I think one of the, the things that a, a number of people don't know is that Bach was Lutheran. Um and uh, something that, really? I mean, he was one of us. Yeah, he was, he's our guy. Um, and true, a lot of people know Bach from you know, music recitals or, or concert programs. Um, but to also uh, put Bach into the context of, of um, you know, his music in the divine service is, is a, a, a very very valuable thing. I mean, he grew up in a musical family. He was born in 1685. And um, like many other people, you sort of grew up in the family business, whatever your family's vocation was. Well, most of the Bach family were musicians. His father was sort of the, the chief town musician um, in the, the city they lived in, uh, in Eisenach. Um, and so Bach and his whole family just grew up surrounded by the, the business of doing music. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a big part of that was in, in the church. Um, Bach's parents both died when he was 10 years old. Wow. Uh, so he was an orphan by age 10. Um, went uh, to live with his older brother in, in a neighboring city. And then uh, by about age 15, then he went up to northern Germany for a few years of boarding school, in essence. And within a couple of years, he was out, um, you know, starting his career. And, and in his, his early career... Um, he spent a couple major stints ser- serving as uh, like the royal musician for um, first for a, a couple dukes and then for a prince. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, these were the days where you know if you were if you were royalty, you needed to provide your own music, sure. and and off they would sort of pride themselves in their in their music ensemble. Well, um, the box served in that capacity. Sometimes, in addition to you know the the courtly music, maybe we'll say, um, you know, the Dukes had their own own uh, uh, chapel and church that he would provide music for. He, and that's where Bach did a lot of his organ music writing. Um, but then most significantly then in, in Bach's career, then in 1723, and then for the last 27 years of his life, until his death in 1750, he was, was cantor in Leipzig, um, which sort of encompassed overseeing all the music in in the the churches of Leipzig, and, and basically, you know, every everything in the town was Lutheran. Um, I mean, it's a, just a different way of. So it was of like of, Seward, Nebraska. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just came up. <laughs> but without celebrating the Fourth of July, right? <laughs> there and, you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well played. That was nice. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, although there there's more churches in in Leipzig, <laughs> sure. and uh, and 
And uh, so the, the two chief churches in, in Leipzig were just a few blocks apart. I, I had the, the great opportunity to, to spend several days in Leipzig this past October, uh, just walking, you know, literally in box footsteps there. And, uh, and those two churches, they're maybe seven, eight blocks apart. And um, the, uh, the boarding school choir, the Latin school that was there, would serve as, as, as the, the church choir for the, the services. And, and as I mentioned, they would, would present, um, during most of the church year, they would present a cantata every week. And uh, they would sing typically in the morning service at, at the one church and then for the, in the afternoon vespers at, at the, the neighboring church. And uh, you know, sort of walk back and forth, and and that's really where, where Bach, as church musician, where where we know um, most of of his life, and where he really, I mean, whereas other musicians who may have had connections to the church, um, and certainly many musicians did, um, Bach really embodies, you know, the the Lutheran cantor who lived. Uh, the faith and and confessed it with his music. I mean, it, it was in, inseparable from from living, you know, in and among you know the the, the church and school life there in, in Leipzig. And and so as a, a cantor uh, myself, I, I mean, we can all sort of admire that you know his piety and 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 the the practicality of well, this is. This is just what what we're, we're we're doing. We need music for the church, and also just to to operate within your vocation, whatever you're called to do, that you do it well, and and to serve the the people God has put you uh, around, and in doing so, that that serves God also. And so there's there's so many things to be be learned from from Bach's life, whether you're involved directly with church music or not. Well, sure. Now, now most of our young people out there have gotten more familiar with Bach because even in our public schools. <clears throat> They'll get chances mm-hmm. to to uh, to play Bach and orchestras and what, but they're playing music. I mean, most of what has been what people hear today, not outside of our Lutheran circles, um, even though much of it was composed for for the Sunday Divine Service and such, uh, they're hearing that in in secular situations without that realization, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, is that how it's translated? Right. It's kind of interesting to me that here. You know, we don't have the resources um, around most of our churches to put on a Bach cantata like you will this this wonderful weekend in late June, and what you have right. at the seminary. But most people are, are hearing this uh, through other me. It's really quite remarkable how that's translated out uh, down through the years, and that people don't realize right. that much of this was meant for the church. Right. I, I think probably the, the most striking thing to consider is. Um, some of the, the the really big major works of, of Johann Sebastian Bach, if if one hears that, they are, are most often hearing that as yeah, as you meant within the context of a concert, right. and and that's all very very fine and sure. and, and good, right, salutary, and, and done very well. Um, but particularly when you think of the the big passion settings like sure. the Saint Matthew Passion and the Saint John Passion. Most of, of listeners, if you're going to hear that live, go to a you know so a concert and and hear that. Um, and uh, I mean, even I I have never heard that in its its context. You know, on a Good Friday, in the context of the liturgy, hmm. where you have a a, a um, you know the, the Good Friday liturgy, and you you hear the the passion sung, and then you have a sermon 
I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's quite different than, than any way that we experience it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's also a, a totally sort of different um, sense of time, I think, for 21st century um, listeners. I mean, some of the, the, the music itself is two to three hours, and then you put a church service Around I mean, that, even, Springs- and one of the- even, even Springsteen doesn't go that long anymore. <laughs> <laughs> True, True. And, and the, but the tickets, you know, may be more expensive for. Well, and the Super Bowl but, uh, halftime show with Lady Gaga was like 13 <laughs> minutes. That's about all we can. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. So, so I mean, I think what what those of us who are are interested. Well, okay. So what do we do? Well, we'll find ways. Well, how can we 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 do this in in our our for instance. Um, uh, we're going to be using this cantata within the context of the divine service. And, and even in that, we're, we're altering it a little. You know, in box days, that the cantata would have been performed uh, either right uh, before or after the sermon, sort of in its entirety. Or um, it also would have been, uh, could have been performed, and I, I use that, that term, you know, in a generic sense. Sure. Performed uh, sung in within uh, during the the distribution of the Lord's Supper. Um, what we're going to do when we do this uh, cantata in the the churches this this uh, this June is is we're going to um, uh, separate the movements and and per, and sing and play those in in different sections. For instance, we'll do you know a, one thing one of the movements you know during the offering and you know some other things during the distribution of the Lord's Supper and and uh, one of the opening movements earlier in the service as a way of just presenting it in a way that maybe it's, it's, this is more typical to our, our, our context, be, bearing in mind that, you know, most of our, our, our Sunday morning, uh, uh, you know, churchgoers, you know, to sit and listen to a, you know, 20 minutes of music all in well, one fell swoop is, is quite different than our, our typical way of, of experiencing the music, even within the context of, of the divine service. So, so we are going to, you know, maybe take a, a, um, a, uh, a, a spin on it, um, bearing in mind uh, this is this is more in context of um, you know where our our 21st century sure. American uh, church church goers were that that doesn't um, you know detract from its uh, its proclamation or its um, or, or its uh, uh, usefulness, um, but maybe in a way it it does show how it can be you know practical for our. Our, our context here in, in 2017. And I, I'm, I'm sure that that's, that's one of the challenges that you have. I mean, as, as someone that I used to be a public middle school teacher working in youth ministry and campus ministry, I mean, just the, the level of <clears throat> the level of attention span that we have, um, you know, I'm sure that that's a challenge. But it sounds absolutely tremendous. Um, I, I think we need um, can you guys handle about five thousand students in the choir if we all show up? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, we'd, all right, our, we'll our cap it at four thousand um, two hundred. Then all right, maybe five hundred um, for the five hundredth anniversary. How about that one? <laughs> well, that's that's a pretty high. Um, you know, that did happen somewhere. I did have. Yeah, there was um, uh, a colleague I know of whose church was having their you know, 90th or 100th anniversary or something, and he wanted to get, you know, 90 or 100 in the right. choir, yeah. you know, for that special service. And that was, um, five minutes would, would be, a, the loft uh, doesn't hold that much. <laughs> I, I know that for sure. <laughs> well, um, we're, we're aiming for, for um, well, a, a quite, a, you know, a, a smaller 
uh, uh, group, you know, just I, several I on a voice part. And in doing so, that we've uh, what we're encouraging interested singers is to there's we have an online application form, and then there's instructions about um, to, to download the music. We have, have the PDF right there. I should also mention that that we're we're that the cantata we're doing is based on on the chorale "Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of Creation," mm-hmm. which is is hopefully a, a chorale that is is more familiar to to, to you know many uh, you know singers, and also to to our congregation listeners. It's also a cantata where every movement is based on the hymn melody. Um, mm. Even if, if you've, you have a sort of a cursory uh, you know, a experience with Bach cantatas, you know, sometimes there's you know, little recitatives or arias or, or, or different um, ways those are constructed. In this particular one, it's all the hymn. It's all the Lutheran chorale, which makes it also, I think, a very user-friendly um, you know, experience for for these churches and for the singers. We have an English translation that matches the translation we have in the hymnal, so so um, uh, we we won't have any um, any issues about you know a, a foreign language um, uh, you know then having to have a, a, a translation printed in the, in the program. It's it's all right. They're very accessible, and um, we're we're uh, opening this up for for singers to submit a video or audio audition. To us, so arguably, it could be anywhere in the world, and you know, record an audition, send it to us, and and then later this this uh, this spring, when uh, we'll we'll be evaluating those and, and making our decisions of who um, who will be able to have come join us. And the the bottom line in terms of uh, <clears throat> housing and whatnot is, is if they can get there, you're going to put them up on campus and whatnot. Exactly right. It is after you get get to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And then we have have grants and uh, and funds that that make the the whole weekend is the zero. There's no no registration fee. There's no um, additional cost for you know you're from out of town. We have campus housing. We have our our cafeteria here. All the the meals are provided. And um, just as if you can get here, then everything else is is a gift. We should note that even if somebody isn't going to be in the choir, they don't make it through the audition process, or they were just like, hey, I'd just like to come to this. There's no reason why we couldn't flood Fort Wayne with college students that want to support the college students that are singing, right? Sure, sure. That, that'd be great. Like we always love, you know, Fort Wayne's beautiful in uh, late June. It's, it's beautiful this time of year, too, but uh, in a different way. And uh, Hey, you had a great... Uh, you had a great stint there, weatherwise for symposia that you just had last a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was in the in the forties. You know, oftentimes when our, our symposia conference, uh, the great theological discussion and presentation oh, yeah. time in the third week of January, oftentimes it's ten below and wind chills. Um, I always sympathize with. Uh, we often have you know some of our. our our brothers from uh, the Lutheran churches in, in some of the African countries are, are visiting <laughs> for that. And they are asking, why do you have this in January? And um, uh, so, But this year, everyone was sort of out of sorts, yes. um, especially the Minnesotans, because they were, you know, it's so warm here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be for happy. To a, guy, to a brother from Africa, I've, I've been there enough to know that they're putting on winter parkas when it's like 80. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cantor Hildebrand, this is absolutely fantastic, and what a what a gift that you guys are to the church. Thank you for all that you do. And uh, what what is the the website is cts uh, ctsfw.edu. The tip of the main 
sen- the main uh, seminary website. Right. And then uh, forward slash Bach and Fort Wayne, right? All in one word. Yeah, yeah. If, if you can get to, to our website, right. And then, then Bach in Fort Wayne. And that'll have all the, the information uh, that you need right there. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, look forward to uh, people checking it out. Well, what a great opportunity for uh, young people. And thank you for the, I mean, for all those that love music, uh, those that are lovers of the Reformation, and a great chance to expose our young people to uh, life a little bit in Fort Wayne and a chance to learn about the presentation of the Augsburg Confession to Boots. So, hey, anything it's a that, great uh, combination. Yeah, anything that I can do um, in my capacity with LCMSU, if you have other ideas of how we can help support this, please don't uh, feel bashful, and we look forward to, uh, to helping to promote this and pushing this around and uh, hopefully uh, having a chance to... Um, to uh, I'm, I'm personally hoping, hoping to come myself, so um, hopefully I'll be there, too. That'd be and great. Anyway, sounds like a great thing. Thanks for all you do, and God's blessings on your work. Thanks, Marcus, Take and care. you, too. Well, that's all we have time for here in the Student Union, everyone. Remember, ctsfw.edu, Bach in Fort Wayne, and lcmsu.org. Remember, college students, life is tough. You need Jesus. A little help.